Welcome to Making It Happen, a career in the performing arts, where we discuss how to break into the performing arts industry for yourself or your child, teen, or young adult. Guests include artists, creatives, casting directors, musical directors, choreographers, agents and managers, as well as parents of young, professional actor, singer, dancers. All who are passionate and share my vision of helping talented individuals land professional representation and have successful careers in the arts. My name is Lisa Solak, and I am the CEO and founder of Making It Happen, a career in the performing arts, having helped hundreds of clients break into the business on stage, in films, television, commercial work, and more. This podcast is supplemental to my groundbreaking online courses, Professional Kids and Teens 101, a primer for parents, and Professional Biz 201 for young adults, college students, and graduates. For more information, check out all the ways you can benefit from my courses, programs, free weekly newsletter, and free guides. Go to lbctalent.com. My guest today is Jake Urban. Hi, Jake. How are you? Hi, good. How are you? I'm amazing and I'm thrilled to be talking to you today. I'm so happy that you're going to share your journey and everything that's happened. Wonderful things are happening, which we'll get into. Um, you had a really busy end of the year, um, which definitely is going to come into this conversation. Um, but before we even get into all of that, can we just talk about your early, early days, the beginnings, give us an idea of what that journey was like and bring us up to date to maybe you know, like the end of high school and then your transition into the college space. Yeah, definitely, for sure. Um, and thank you for having me on. This, this is very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Beginnings was, it started very young, very early, uh, back to elementary school in choir. Uh, I remember having a teacher, Mrs. Golding. I would sing in her choir class and she reached out to my mom and said, your son has something there. Um, and she was, I have, I'm so grateful to have a, a, a mom that was able to take that and support that dream, um, and recognize that something like that made me happy. And there was a passion, there was a talent there. Um, so she was able to cultivate that and she, she brought me to you <laughs> and, uh, we were able to start start training and and cultivating those those singing and acting lessons um that's where it really started and my first production ever i was a little fairy in an opera of a midsummer night's dream at the mount carter theater in princeton new jersey and it was do all... you remember do you remember the moments on stage in that setting do you actually remember it or is it just something that you look at pictures and go oh yeah that's right i did that like do you remember standing on the stage a little bit of both. I okay. have, um, there are definitely pictures that I can picture in my mind right now and also see from my perspective of the stage. I mean, obviously with the lights and everything, it's, you know, you look out into a, a, a sea of black and chairs. But yeah, um, yeah. I remember sitting at the edge of the stage in my, my fairy costume and I remember all the costume fittings and just how lucky I was. First time I ever put on a pair of tights. <laughs> Yeah, I was, you know, dressed in glitter and glitz and I had this huge headpiece and uh, that was definitely the start of it all. And I was, you know, show business is for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. It's true. I have to say that having um, having a good, I guess, how would we how would we say it? Like having I think having a good support system is a big part of it when you're a child, because obviously as a kid, you can't get yourself to these things. You can't give yourself self these opportunities, even if you are talented enough, even if the teacher does say, hey, listen, this kid has something. So to have a parent willing to do that is a huge part of it for kids and teens, because I meet a lot of teenagers, especially who reach out and they are interested. And I spend a lot of time talking to parents and saying, this is a safe career. You can go into, into this. This can be a successful career for your child. So yeah, that is a, a huge part of it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And like the recognizing of the raw talent from a young age was such a, a catalyst in that way. Mm -hmm. And um, I was a little bit of a, a difficult child. I wanted to try everything and make sure I had all my options exhausted. So uh, sometimes I wished my mom had been a little bit more uh, persistent in the, you know, stay. Okay, okay. This is, you know, what you 
wanted to do from from when you were so little um so sometimes I needed a little shake sure but sure. Uh, <laughs> we all do but we all did you know <laughs> I mean I, I was I remember taking piano lessons and I was like eight years old and all I wanted to do was be on the front lawn doing cartwheels and flipping and moving like I, I had all this energy right and I would not sit there and even with the lesson it was like torture and mm -hmm. I wish she had pushed me I wish she had said nope you're doing this this is like math this is like science this is like English class you're taking piano and so yeah I can play like hot cross buns that's about it <laughs> right exactly I mean I wish I, I spent more time learning an instrument too it would be so helpful <laughs> <laughs> right 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 so then what ended up happening um you obviously you know you you had this bug that kind of kind of started the spark that started inside of you to do performance and now you're training and then what happened after that yeah i fell in love with dance i, I was doing rec hip-hop and in order to join the competition team i had to get into ballet and <laughs> i was reluctant at first of course um but then learned to fall in love with it and join the competition team that sparked a side of my personality that I really ended up loving um, to be able to compete and to be on stage with the lights and the flashy dance and the show and the story. All of that um, fed my soul. And I really started to understand that being on the stage is where I belonged and where that was my happy place. Yeah. Which is great. It's great to find that when you're young. You know, can you talk about what happened, what you did in the summers? Like, did you end up doing training in the summers? Like what happened there? Yeah. So because I was on, I was on two different competition dance teams. I was doing studio dance and then I was on my high school team, uh, which is a whole nother world, but I didn't really have a lot of time to do theater during the school year. So I was never in the high school productions, although they were fabulous at, at Hunterdon Central. And a lot of my friends from school have gone on to be a part of amazing amazing college programs and mm -hmm. do amazing regional and Broadway work, um, which has been great to see them and support them as well. But I went to summer sleepaway camp uh, in upstate New York for, you know, two, two months almost, nine weeks sometimes uh, straight. And that's when I would do my musical theater over the summer. And I always tried not to go back. Uh, fun fact, I... I always wanted to be at home with my friends and enjoying the summer and not working per se, mm -hmm. um, but it always dragged me back. There was something inside me that even if I, even if it was just three weeks, one session, I had to go back um, because the community there, the the work that we were doing, the opportunity, and still to this day, I have so many friends that went to so many different college programs and now that we're all out of college and are in the city i have this wide network of friends and colleagues that i see everywhere at auditions and just for fun to have as friends so mm -hmm. yeah that's amazing yeah i always try to tell everyone to really get involved in some type of I don't know, in this case, it was truly a camp, but even with the different communities in the city, when you're starting to navigate that as a professional artist, I'm always telling people you need to get into like a group of people, whether that's through a voice teacher or through a dance community or whatever, so that you're constantly networking, constantly doing that. So I didn't realize that. That's amazing. So through what you did at Frenchwood, you were able to move into like a space now with a whole slew of people. Mm -hmm. that you're connecting with have you been been in audition rooms with them on a professional level yes i have oh that's so cool that's mm -hmm. really that's really great you can support yeah. each other in that space too the the circle of people that you run into um in new york is definitely a lot smaller than you ever could imagine um so take away be nice to everyone you know that but really be nice to everyone you never know what's going to happen where opportunities might come from um, and who who you can help out that may or may not be able to help you out later down the line. Yeah, you know what? I think that's something that the listeners really need to hear that being nice to everyone and being supportive and, and being in a happy space and the glass is always half full kind of mindset is so important in this industry and you don't really realize that 
until you are either in that collegiate program and even beyond that it becomes more apparent like you're saying once you get into the market because it is really small it's mm -hmm. so small at that level and uh, especially people behind the table who are friends with each other if you walk into an audition room and someone sees on your resume a name that they know it is so easy and happens all the time to send them a little quick text message under the table like hi how is this person to work with it's happened to me a couple times already um from from a job that you know saw i went to school at boco reached out to one of my professors and was like who is this person can i hire them so yeah it happens all the time and just, I love that. I, that yeah. is such good advice and coming from someone who's living it now and only for a short time. So let's go back and talk mm. about, I, I'm so excited to talk to you about really all of this nitty gritty, you know, <laughs> in regard to the industry, because that's, what's going to be helpful to the listeners, obviously, especially those in your same shoes. Mm. But now let's fast forward to your uh, senior in high school, you're auditioning for the collegiate communities. Yeah that are out there, you obviously realize, and I'll mention that most of the universities are looking at 3000 candidates. They're choosing anywhere from 600 to 800 to come in to audition. And they're picking 10 boys and 10 girls or 12 boys and 12 girls, or maybe even 25 boys and 25 girls. But then within the first year of the program, they're, they're weeding them out. Mm -hmm. So it really is so highly competitive, but if you're passionate enough and you have the grit and you have the push behind you and the right mentors, you can actually get there. So I didn't say all that to, you know, to, to make anyone feel like, oh, I'm not going to be able to do this, um, but to just make them understand what you're up against. So what was your experience with that audition process? Yeah, I had a crazy audition ex experience for, for college. Who who doesn't have a crazy college audition experience? It, it's gonna be crazy. Yeah, so uh, uh, just knowing that going into it, but I kind of decided that I was gonna actually go to college for musical theater a little bit later on the process. It was almost September at that point of my senior year. Um, it was the end of my last year at camp at summer camp, and the director of the camp brought me into his office, and we had this whole big long chat, and I sobbed for hours. Um, but decided I was gonna. I could do the I could do anything else for the rest of my life and uh, I'm in my prime I'm young I'm talented and I would regret not shooting my shot and it's been working out so far so I I owe him a lot also for that conversation anywho uh, <laughs> experience wise I I was I was inexperienced and and that's also probably something good to hear because I ended up at the place I was meant to end up, and that will happen. Uh, the first audition I ever had was at the University of Michigan, so you can imagine how that went. Oh, goodness. <laughs> okay. And I flew all the way there, and I was so nervous, but um, the dean at the time said something in, a, in his opening speech that said, students in colleges are just pots and lids, and we're all just trying to find what pot and lid matches. I love that. Um, so as much as you're auditioning for the college and the program, the the college and the program is also auditioning for you and you mm -hmm. have to love it and it has to be the mm -hmm. right fit for you and your skill set and your personality. Um, so it, hopefully that takes a little bit of pressure off also because a program might not be the best fit for you and, your, and how you are going to exist in the industry. So but do your research, audition to as many places that is feasible um, for your you know, financial situation. And Unified is great. Um, if you need to just practice auditioning, Unified is great because there, there are places that have walk-ins and say you want to go walk into a place, run your cut, your song, shake out all the jitters before you have an appointment. Um, I know plenty of people that do that. And honestly, those are some of the best auditions you have when you're not even thinking about the outcome at all. And yeah, that, 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 those were some of the best auditions that I had um, when I just detached from the outcome, just went in, tried to shake out the jitters, was myself. And that's what really they're looking for in a college and in the real world. Just being yourself, being comfortable, confident, and true to yourself. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because you can't be more than yourself in the room because it's not going to seem real and they're not right. going to feel connected to you. And there's not going to be this emotional, like, yeah, I want to work with him. He seems mm -hmm. like a cool guy. It's so true. I did a couple, a couple of training sessions, um, with some third party sources to help me give, to help give me material. And honestly, they were helpful to a certain extent, but there was so much of a pressure of, oh, I needed this 16 or 32 bar cut of a classical and a, yes, all of those things are important because they could ask you, so you need to have options. But honestly, what I should have done is picked a song that I loved and I could sh show myself through mm -hmm. and not be nervous about trying to hit this high note that may or Absolutely. may not happen. Afterwards, looking back, it's it would have been so much of a more enjoyable experience for me if I picked a song that I knew I could nail, I was confident, I could go in and fully allow myself to show through the material. And in that instance, I probably should have sang a pop rock or something along those lines, which is huge for our industry. And I only basically sing pop rock yeah. <laughs> in the actual industry these days. So if that means singing a pop rock for your college audition, why not? They're not going to say, obviously have the options of, of multiple. Right. So if they, that. if you, you but. sing what you want to show off your voice and show off your acting ability through the song. And then yeah. if they ask you for something else, you can always have it in your back pocket. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's really so. good advice. I love that. I don't know if we'll put this in, but how many colleges, did, how many universities and colleges did you audition for? Do you remember? I auditioned for either 11 or 12, mm -hmm. which I feel like is a pretty, you know. Yeah, that's about right. Number. Yeah. When I'm working with people, I usually, it depends. You know what? It depends on their level of expertise and just what I, just kind of, I don't know, sometimes how I feel about wh where they are and what they're doing and their type and everything. And sometimes I'll tell them, maybe you should put 16, maybe you should look at 16 and then you could always drop some of them off. If you start to learn more about the school or the auditions start going really well. And then you, you know, or some of them might not even be invited to audition. I think that's another thing that not everybody understands. You uh, went through the process, obviously of um, all this, uh, the collegiate process, which is crazy. As you said, we all know that. And no one understands how crazy, unless you actually have done it. Um, right. You know, all your friends know what university they're headed to in the fall, and you're still kind of waiting around going through the audition process. So can you explain to the listeners, those who don't understand or have not been there yet, or maybe parents who are thinking about their children having to go through this, what that process entailed um, from start to finish, just in a little bit of a nutshell for us? Yeah. So after the whole research process where you've decided like, oh, these are a couple of the schools I want to apply for they have a pre-screen process that is prior to the actual audition for the program. So it's a multi-tiered step process um, that is long and grueling and there are waiting periods and um, it's just part of the game, uh, just like the real industry with callbacks. And so it's it's mirrors, it, it's parallel. But basically there are there will be a list of parameters or things that a school asks for in the pre-screen, say it be a one minute contemporary monologue, they may or may not ask for a one minute Shakespearean monologue, um, 32 bar cut of up-tempo, 32 bar cut ballad. And say you send those four videos and a dance combination that they ask you to film. That's five videos right there. That's a lot of time. But you send that material out and you may or may not be invited to come audition for that school. So there's a harsh cut right there at that moment. And it's a reality. Some people don't get invited to audition, but um, some people do. And it's it's like a callback. If you get invited to audition, you have to say in your mind, oh, okay, well, they already like me. There's already something about me that they are interested in. Yes. And that's a plus. So take that win. <laughs> exactly, exactly. There are also opportunities for wild card videos, which I remember were awesome. There were a couple uh, colleges that asked for a wild card video, and oh boy, I had fun with that one. <laughs> what did you end up? What did you end up doing? Because I've heard I, I've helped so many clients do them, and they're so much fun, and they they kind of I don't know. 
They make the whole process a little lighter when you get to do that. What did you end up doing? Very true. I ended up doing, I have more of like a boy band vibe and, and uh, I was a huge Justin Bieber fan as a kid. So I did Justin Bieber's baby. I sang and recorded it uh, separately and I made a music video and I danced and edited it all together myself. And I threw some, you know, tumbling tricks in there and everything. <laughs> and, um, you know, showed my dogs off and had fun and just around my house. So mm -hmm. I did it all myself and uh, it, it did me well. I passed every pre-screen, so. <laughs> <laughs> so how many schools did you end up um, actually going in person and auditioning at? I did, I did, so not unifieds in person. Yes. Like to the institution. Yes. Oh gosh, I probably went to half or more to the actual college. I wow. flew to Elon, I flew to Michigan, um, I flew to Florida State to to do the audition. So that is a big investment right there off mm -hmm. the bat because mm -hmm. you may not get into the school <laughs> and, you're, and you're putting this you know financial investment in. Sure. But, um, and I don't know how or what it's been like with COVID and, and Zoom auditions and everything since then. Mm -hmm. um, it may be different, it may be going back to, those in person, uh, there might yeah, be the last, yeah, the last couple of years with the clients I've worked with, some of them have done, um, zoom, um, some of them have done zoom for what you're calling the callback. So after the pre-screen, they got invited to audition in person and they ended up turning it into a zoom, uh, situation, which was funny enough. Many of the adjudicators asked some of the clients to be smaller because it was on film. They asked them to be more film and TV. And luckily all of my clients had film and television experience with me. So they immediately could turn that switch and they went right into film TV because that was the mode of the audition process. You that know, huge information, especially with self tapes these days. Mm -hmm. I had a self tape that was due yesterday. Okay. And I woke up to my agent calling me, asking me to refilm because he said, your tapes are so good. We just want to make sure, we want to make sure you get moved on, pushed to the next round. And your song is a little too empty. Yeah. And it's a pop rock and you're on film. The industry right now is simple, simple, simple. Yes. Keep yes. it down, less movement, mm -hmm. put it all in the intention in the face. Yeah. And I refilmed it. I woke up, I you know filmed <laughs> it in 45 minutes. Um, sent it in and yesterday, that day, got a call back. So Oh, that's amazing. Good for you. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Very, very telling in the way that Zoom and self tapes and you have to be able to do both. Yeah. Because as much as we are musical theater performers and we're performing for the back of the house, when the camera is right here, it it is not real and authentic if you're yeah. portraying that. Yeah, absolutely. I found that it has been a tremendous shift in the last three years since COVID because everything shifted to be online. And then mm -hmm. I think, well, two years ago, all of the auditions for the collegiate programs were via Zoom. And then mm -hmm. last year, some of them were supposed to be in person, but then they all ended. I think there were two of the schools with all the clients I had at the time. I think I had eight different clients I was working with last year and they, um, half of their auditions ended up Zoom, but it was at the last minute. They thought they were going to the school for the audition and it got switched. And this year they're, they seem to be more in person, you know, things are a little bit looser and more open, but as far as you're, you know, mentioning the situation with, um, film and TV acting, it, it is, it's everything now. Yeah, it is. And like you said, you have to be able to do both. You have to be able to turn that switch on and off, mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's the class that you can take, whether it's at your studio or it's at your school. Take it. <laughs> we'll learn so much. <laughs> yeah. Well, even like, even with a lot of what's happening with, I, I work with a lot of actors um, online through Zoom or other means um, for prepping them for film and television. That's the space I've lived in as, an, as a teacher um, and mentor for like a, a number of years now, primarily. And mm -hmm. even just being able to determine sight lines and being like a human person in yeah. the self-tape audition so that you're not just staring at the sight line and not moving around like there's so many details 
And to really set yourself apart too, you almost have to choose different camera angles and and create something that seems a little bit more cinematic. Like I've had clients sit on a couch and do it instead of just standing in right. front of a screen with their ring light in front of them. Like there's definitely different ways that you can create something that's going to be a little more magical. And that's that doesn't mean you have to become a cinematographer on top of everything else. Oh. But like knowing the frame that you're in and the medium that that you're interacting with, I I did take a class in college and, you know, we we used the the screen and we used all the things to be able to create that story and add more mystical and wonder and awe to the. Yes. To yeah, the absolutely. So that, yeah, it sets you apart from the other candidates for 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 sure. Okay, so you end up at Boston Conservatory. Yes, I do. <laughs> so that's where you ended up, which is really awesome. And what you said earlier was very telling, that you you land where you're supposed to land. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because you also don't want to be in a community of people that isn't a good fit for you. Mm -hmm. Performance-wise, ability-wise, talent-wise, all of the socially, the whole package. Right. right. So I think it's definitely you want to be the right puzzle piece for the right puzzle. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So how was Boston Conservatory? It was a really interesting experience. And I don't really know what I was expecting going into it, <laughs> um, but I chose it because from that conversation I had uh, at summer camp and I was going to uh, I was going to pardon my language, balls to the wall with musical theater. And I wanted to work and I, and I wanted to train hard and give it my all. So the conservatory was the best option for me because I could really focus and hone in on my skills. Mm -hmm. And I was gonna be in a group of individuals that was like-minded. That is huge because there was so much student-created work and student-motivated art that I could choose to participate in. And I did choose to participate in a mm -hmm. lot of it. Mm -hmm. um, so all of that extracurricular artistry is was so important. And I ended up uh, being one of the co-directors of uh, a choreography, a choreographer's showcase, which fed my soul a lot and also gave other students the opportunity to choreograph and be in full pieces and not do just combos or com you know, mm -hmm. combinations that you I love that on. so stuff like that was really really important and and integral to my education and so that's part of one of the reasons why I went there in the first place and and was able to grow as a person and an artist in that space mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. very cool so now let's talk about um we got back in touch, you and I, and mm. we were trying to negotiate that. Let's get an agent or manager space and let's move you forward. And yeah. you were doing the work and you were reaching out to various mentors to get, you know, as much advice as you could. And you tell everyone you didn't, you didn't do the, the normal path. No, I did not. Years. So I think I you need to share that years. because yeah, because you were very instrumental in in wanting what what you wanted. Do you know what I mean? You had the goal in mind and you knew what you wanted and you were going to find a way. And and that's, you know, to be commended on your part that you you pushed in that way to have that happen. So can you share that with us? Yeah, as as much as college was a place of like minded individuals, I always kind of was looking for the next thing. And I was very work focused and industry oriented. Um, and I, and I, and I wanted more. So I always kind of had one foot in New York and in the industry and one foot in school, um, trying to just soak up as much information as I could. And I got to a point um, in my fifth semester of school where I, this was also during COVID also. And I, I, I was, I was feeling kind of lost, feeling kind of stagnant, really looking to grow and expand 
and find some more purpose and meaning and and personal fulfillment in my work and other people just weren't really at that place at my college and institution they were looking to get back to real life and all of those other more trivial not really work focused things which sure. is great everybody has their own process and their own timeline uh, and everyone's ready when they're ready do you know what right. i mean like everyone's right. Some people like the four years. Some people go for five years. Some people do other programs when they get out of a university program. You know, they're not quite ready to hit the city running, but you, you were ready early. <laughs> and I was, I was doing summer stock at the time also um, in between my years. And I was working, I got that little taste of professional work from summer stock and I loved it and I wanted more and I wanted to keep working and learning those things that you can only learn from experience mm -hmm. because it's it's very different um a collegiate production than a professional production yes it is <laughs> very different <laughs> so I got that little taste and I was I started hustling by myself. I was submitting myself for everything. I was finding these theaters online. I was sending those emails. I was taping the things and I was getting good feedback and good responses. And I had to turn down a couple jobs to stay in school. And some of those were hard conversations to have. Um, but I was presented with an opportunity. I got nominated for something called the Link Program, and I did that between my fifth and sixth semester of college. It was over the winter, and it's basically a two-week master class style. Um, it was two weeks of classes with choreographers, Broadway choreographers, associate directors, casting directors, and agents, and at the end there was a showcase that happened in New York. And I was very, very lucky to have been nominated and I interviewed for it. They actually told me no. And then they called me back and said that they had made a mistake that I got accepted. And um, we showcased at the end and I had some agent responses and ended up signing and felt comfortable with leaving school and graduating at that point, graduating early. So I only did three years. Yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome. But you did get your um your um you, what is it now? Diploma? You do they call it that now? You do have the diploma. That's 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 amazing that you did that because not everyone does because there are a lot of people who go into university programs and certainly the universities want you to stay for the four years. They want you to complete the programs. Mm -hmm. They've given you this opportunity and they expect you to be there. But on the other side of it too, when you're given these opportunities and you feel ready, especially if you work with top, top of the industry instructors as a youth, which you did, as a child and a teen, you were working with top people that were already in the market of the New York market of musical theater. And so it gives you a little bit of a, you know, you're a little, you, you got your foot in there already, you know, because of your talent and ability, even going into the university side of it. So, you know, it is something that pulls at people and they end up leaving university programs early sometimes for this reason. So, but I'm really, I'm so excited for you that you're already in there doing it. And then you started auditioning. So, so talk about the difference. Like after you signed with an agent, can you talk about the difference in regard to what the agent is doing for you, what that experience is like, just so someone can understand what the differences are between going to auditions on your own versus having an agent? Yeah, for sure. Before I had an agent, I was submitting myself for every tiny little thing I could get my hands on. I was sending my reels and all the things. And once I signed with my agent, it was important to have conversations with them about your goals and mm -hmm. where you want your career trajectory to go, what you're looking to do, uh, who you're looking to be in the current musical theater space and climate. And after having those conversations, it was very much a shift in my personal brain perspective on how I viewed the industry. And I was, we were working together in order to take those stepping stones to get me to where I wanted to be, um, as opposed to not wasting my time, but 
just becoming more strategic about where I was putting my time and energy and effort so that it was useful. Mm -hmm. So I ended up getting appointments for things, which is wonderful because agents have these connections and these relationships and they can get you into rooms that previously I had never thought I was able to get into. And that was also a personal mental shift to feel like I belonged in those rooms, which I, we've gotten there. But at the very beginning, it was it was tough. I was like, oh, I know all of these people from social media and I know their work. And I to be able to say that I'm in that room and be up against them for these roles in these shows is a really big accomplishment. Um, so it was a big mental shift in that regard also. Yeah, I but, love that. I love that that you mentioned there's this idea of a mental shift because so many people second guess themselves. They start to feel like, do I belong here? Do I have mm -hmm. a chance of a career? They start to, um, you know, just really feel like, am I just faking my way through this? And, and they start to, again, with social media, you mentioned social media, that also I think affects a lot of people's psyche. You know, obviously you want to look up to the people who are super talented and working all the time, but then you also start to think, how am I going to actually curate this career? And you, it's difficult to do on your own. You can, you can put yourself out there like you did, and you can book things, and you can build your resume so that it's more mm -hmm. palatable to an agent or a manager so that they will look at your resume and they will consider you. But it's hard to get in those top rooms without that professional representation, which is the big goal to get a bi-coastal agency to represent you is everything in this industry. And then the floodgates open and then you're yeah. there and then you find yourself among the greatest. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it's actually really interesting that you say, you mentioned um, building your resume to make yourself more palatable to uh, an agent or a manager. And yes, that definitely is the case. But after signing with my agent, they they very much were trying to let me know that as a young person and as a super talented young person it almost not that it doesn't matter but if you have the goods it's so exciting for a casting director or someone new to see you and point you out and be like you're gonna be the next big thing and it almost doesn't matter what you have on your resume at that point if you're perfect and you're right and you're talented they're gonna want to work with you and you're nice they're gonna want to work with you absolutely i totally agree with you you have to have the goods as you put it mm -hmm. you have to have the talent and the ability and you have to be able to you honestly have to be i talk about a lot of times a barometer you know for people who are new who don't know anything about this. They're still in high school. They're thinking they want to do it. They're not sure. Maybe they don't have any real training. Maybe they've mm -hmm. only done some things in high school and they haven't looked or expanded out into the rest of the world to get training. Um, and you do have to look at where do I sit in the big scheme of things? You know, if I was to look at the full barometer of everyone who's trying to work in this business, am I in the top 10%? Am I in the top 15%? Like, where do I sit? Do I need training first? Do I need yeah. to push more? Do I need to work harder? Because I think there's always going to be someone else who's doing more than you are. You know what I mean? So you can only, you certainly can only do what you can. Yeah. Based on like you, like you were mentioning earlier, financial constraints, time constraints, all the things, but you also make your own decisions, what you do with your time and how hard you work in a room. So now you've got an agent, you're in all the right rooms. You're auditioning at the top of the industry. Can you describe for the listeners that process so that they understand what those auditions are like and how it felt in the room and a little bit of that, and then segue into what happened to you this fall, where you ended up in an amazing situation that ended up at first seeming like a problem, but then it all worked out. So give us that whole story, take it from the audition process and what that feels like so that people can feel what it's like to experience that would be great. And then tell us what happened. Yeah, for sure. After signing with my agent and I was starting to get appointments, I would get an email. It said, Hey Jake, we have an appointment for XYZ. Uh, it's on this day at this time. Let me know if you want to confirm. 
and you say yes and you show up on that day at that time with your headshot and resume uh, and you sit in the waiting room and you look around and you say, oh, wow, there's a lot of people here. <laughs> <laughs> and and some of them, some experiences I've had where I've been in waiting rooms that with people I'm auditioning with that I've taken class from at Steps and BDC, like teachers and instructors that are still auditioning and are still in this industry and to see something like that it kind of like shakes you for a second and you have to come back and say no i'm i belong here i'm meant to be here they they funnel all of you into this tiny room you're in a cramped dance studio and i'm a tall person i'm a long person so sometimes i can't even extend my arms all the way when i'm learning a combination crazy experiences that you have in the audition room um but if you're confident and if you show up and if you're present, they're going to see that. And especially if you go in a couple times and they watch you progress and they watch you get more comfortable and they watch you get more confident and they keep bringing you back in. Those are all wonderful signs. And and especially from a casting director's perspective, they might like you and they just don't know where to put you yet. Mm -hmm. so they're, they're, they try you out in all these different slots until something clicks. And at this point, uh, I was only auditioning for about six months. And last fall, a, a, a bunch of things clicked all at once. And um, one thing I got through myself, uh, another thing, an opportunity, an old mentor of mine reached out to me. And then I booked something through my agent as well. And then we're all kind of coinciding and conflicting with each other at the same time. And I called you in a panic and I was like, Lisa, I don't know what to do. All of these people want me at the same time. And um, you gave me really, really good advice, actually. And you said, look at the creative teams. Who is going to get you your next job? And that kind of like opened my eyes a little bit, too, and was able to put me in a space where I was able to prioritize experiences and where what I was talking about earlier trajectory-wise with my career, how I was going to get from point A to point B with my goals in mind. Yeah, absolutely. And it actually, everything ended up working out. Um, I, I went to my first offer with my conflicts and they said, okay, we'll make it work. And I said, okay, if you're going to let me do the, both things at once, then let's roll. And um, the, the last experience with... Uh, Elf, the last show I did, they offered me uh, an offstage swing position. And that was one of the swings are wonderful and amazing and so hardworking and honestly, probably the most talented people in the room. A lot of the time. I agree there. I agree. Absolutely. Totally. And mm -hmm. it's really just how you how you want to exist personally, if you want to be a swing or not. Um, there are many different paths you can take this industry and that is one of them uh, at the time i i am not really prioritizing being a swing i i get a lot of my joy from being on stage every night and so i was having a little bit of hesitancy regarding immediately taking that swing contract and i did kind of a crazy thing but you know we, we ask for what we want in this industry and the worst they can say is no and I reached out to my agents and I said, hey, can you just ask if they have an onstage position for me? Um, and it was actually funny. They kind of laughed at first. They were like, you know, that's not really like what we do. Like that doesn't really happen all the time if they're offering you something then. But I said, no, 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 just ask. <laughs> and they did. And they were very shocked. They got back to me and they had an onstage ensemble track for me. And I said, look at that. You know, everything just works out. Yeah. Um, and I, I was very, very lucky and grateful, but, but that wouldn't have happened if I didn't ask and check in with myself about what I wanted out of my career and my job. Um, and that six weeks where I was going to be working and uh, I, I wanted to be on stage. So worst thing that they can say is no. Uh, so we're, we're in the mindset of asking for what we want. <laughs> 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 yeah, absolutely. Because they can just say no. And I think it's the way you handle yourself and the way you present yourself. And um, 
you know, it's like anything. You can say the same, you know, short sentence three different ways to someone and it's going to project differently. And I think it's the way you ask and it's the way you present and all of that. And it's not going to seem like you're being, I don't know, inappropriate, I guess, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it, I knew I had the skill sets and especially if they were looking at me as a swing position and of, of value in, in that role, honestly. Absolutely. Say, hey, I have the skill set to be in an onstage position. Also, use me where you want to. And I ended up being in a, in a tumbling track, which was a lot of fun. Um, but maybe if I didn't have those skills, maybe they wouldn't have had that track available for me so that's true that's true i wanted to see that show so bad i can tell you that i i kept looking at my schedule and trying to figure out if i could get up there wasn't it in maine it was in uh so yes the the agunquit playhouse it was that production um and they're based in maine but we actually ended up performing in portsmouth maine uh, in portsmouth new hampshire um at the at the music hall there because they have a okay relationship with that theater. yeah yeah. I, i wanted to see it so badly and you ended up in the show with someone you had taken voice lessons with, I believe. Yes, Lothair. Oh, that's Lothair. right. That's right, Lothair Eaton. Yeah, you ended up in the same show because I remember he sent me a message with you guys together and I couldn't believe it. I was like, okay. Yep, the first day of rehearsal, we knew each other immediately. I took voice lessons with you in Clinton, New Jersey. Uh, <laughs> crazy. But, and he yes. remembered you? Oh, of course you remembered me. That's but so... it's like 10, 10 years later, you know? Right, right. That's so crazy. It's, it's so manager. crazy. What do you what are you looking forward to? Like what what's in the future for, for you at this point? What's the what's the uh what's the dream? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on and I I'm still in class, I'm still in voice lessons. That never stops. You're always a student. And that's really important, too, because there are a lot of opportunities that can come from class, from getting to know teachers and instructors at Steps and BDC. And I mentioned social media earlier. I, if I see that someone is a choreographer and they're based in New York City, I follow them because you never know. I've booked multiple jobs from Instagram stories. So whether they be like little commercial dance gigs or here and there, and that's how that's how we make rent also (laughs) (laughs) this is true well that's how you develop that vast network that you need though right it's so intertwined you know Mm -hmm. the whole thing i mean just everything that you've said so far too is just so um it's so great for people to hear because like you were saying earlier with different people that end up behind the table when you're auditioning and you might have taken their class or you might have become friends with them on social media or it's so intertwined and it's so important and you have to take the time to do all of these things and those people that write those things off mm-hmm. don't have as many opportunities you know it's important to do it all yeah so what do you want to are are you sticking to broadway like do you, or are you doing you're doing film and tv a little bit what's going on yeah we're sticking to broadway right now um okay. I am lucky that my the agency that I'm currently with is Bicoastal and they do do a lot of TV film in LA. Um, but, and they actually just opened an Atlanta branch also, which is new and up, I mean, very, very great for TV film. Oh, yep, yep, yeah. Atlanta uh, is like, Atlanta's like the East Coast Hollywood. There's so much going right. on there. I have a lot of clients down there um, and a, a lot of affiliation down there with various programs. Yeah, it's it's amazing what's going on in Atlanta. Yeah, and here and there they'll they'll send me something for um for for a TV film mm-hmm. uh, thing. If it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But, well, you're uh, such a Broadway. You're you know your talent leans so hard in that Broadway space. You know, right? You know, I think if there was a film that in that was a Broadway style with the dancing and with all of it, that would be so great for you. Um, you know, to 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 get involved in in a show like that. But um, I really think you'll be doing everything. <laughs> I have a feeling you'll be doing it all. Yeah, and I mean, I'm very much open to it all, and whatever opportunities come my way, you know. Yeah. I, I'll. I'll snatch them for sure but broadway broadway is where it's at right now Mm -hmm. and um i'm very very lucky and grateful to have 
people in my corner that not only support that but are helping me get there mm-hmm. and um yeah we we are excited about auditions and callbacks that are coming up in the next couple of weeks and nice. we'll see where things lead and mm-hmm. i've already been lucky enough to be a part of uh, a new production that happened over the summer that is in that pre-Broadway space mm-hmm. right now. You never know. Um, mm-hmm. I actually had a meeting with my agents yesterday. Um, I went to their office just to check in with them because it's almost been a year that I've been signed with them. Mm-hmm. And they they were saying how there's a lot of unknown past like September, October of this year. They don't really know what's coming next year. Um, so it could be anything and it and it could very well be the show that I did over the summer. So right. we're right. we're keeping our fingers crossed and and we'll see what comes down the pipeline. But. Yeah, yeah. I'm just so excited for you. I'm thrilled that you ended up in this field. I really think you belong here and I think um you're gonna do amazing things, Jake. It's gonna be a wild ride for you. I'm gonna be spending lots of money on tickets to come see you. That's what's gonna happen. Oh. <laughs> that's what's gonna happen but anyway um before we wrap up do you have any advice for like new actors singer dancers who want to pursue this field you've given so much great advice through this whole conversation and thank you for that but any anything in particular that um that you want to say as far as you know helping someone who's just starting out i'll say the biggest thing that has helped me in my move to New York and being a new actor in this space is is really just making friends, putting yourself out there and going up to people, introducing yourself, introducing yourself to teachers and instructors, introducing yourself to people you see here and there multiple times in class and being friends with them because you will see them at an audition and being able to be in a waiting room or a holding area and seeing a friend or someone you recognize and being able to like chat with them and really calm down in that way if you're feeling nervous or all those other things. And I mean, friends that I met during the college audition process that I was, that was a chance encounter. You know, I flew to Elon and I met this random person that I was there at the same day as, and now we're still friends and I catch up with them in the city all the time to have to widen your network that way um, and not even really to think about it as a network it is but just being friendly and open and honest and personable is going to get you so far Um, and also it's going to make your experience just that much more enjoyable because you're going to have people to relate to and people who are in the same boat as you so that's probably my my biggest thing I love that. It's that's awesome. That's what people have to realize, you know. And people Absolutely. will be grateful. People will be grateful for you that you were able to also reach out and take that first step and bridge that gap and and ask for connection because that's all any of us are asking for. <laughs> it's true. It is. It's that basic. I love it. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I think so much of what you shared is so helpful to everyone who's you know, considering this or, or if they're in it and they're, you know, a few steps behind where you are now and and trying to navigate that agent manager space or whatever, or the collegiate situation. It's great. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. I wouldn't be where I am today without you and your help and your support. If you'd like to follow Jake to keep up with all he is doing, follow him on Instagram at Jake Urban and join me every Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern. And if you need more information, visit lbctalent.com and you can follow me on socials at Lisa Solak underscore LBC Talent. By sharing our stories, we can help other individuals land the career of their dreams. If you like this information and you find it helpful, please like and subscribe.